Sports Knoxville is proud to present the show that the fans deserve. I'd consider myself a realist, all right, but in philosophical terms, I'm what's called a pessimist. The show that the city needs. This town deserves a better class of sports radio. And we're going to give it to them. This is Talk Sports. Leave one wolf alive and the sheep are never safe. Back in the booth, back on the airwaves, coming at you live from the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. John Reed, Cody McClure, as we kick off this Wednesday, January 18th edition of Talk Sports. How are you, Cody? I'm doing fine, John. It's uh, good to be here. It's good to be anywhere. January 18th, Wednesday, is the day of the humps. Today is the day you have the humps. Um, I feel like we could have came up with something better for Wednesday. No, I like it. I like hump day. You hump get over day. the hump, you're going, you're downhill. What, what would you call it? The peak day? Well, it just seems like that kind of became a thing from the commercial, right? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I know it was always called hump day, but yeah. nobody really started saying like hump day. Until well, no that. one did the annoying, or I don't even find it annoying. No one did the camel voice of hump day until the camel did it, of course. But yeah, no. Yeah. Going back to commercial. going back to kindergarten, you know, my teacher always hump day, hump day, hump day. So hump like that day. was a why do they call it that? Because you get over the hump of the week, you're in the midpoint of the week. So if you're looking at a five day week, you're climbing up, you're climbing up. Wednesday, you're at the top. Then you start going down Thursday, and then of course into the weekend. It's supposed to be like a celebration thing. It's all downhill mm-hmm. from here type of thing, but hump in the sense day. where downhill is a is, is a positive thing. So it's the third day of the five day week. Correct. Okay. Yeah, then you get to the I weekend. view my weeks as seven days. Most people don't that work with normal schedules. Yeah, yeah, the normal eight to five, nine to five, whatever. Does anybody really work nine to five? I feel like it's eight to five with a lunch break. But I don't know, eight to five with a lunch break, nine to six, I don't know. Yeah. Nine to seven. Some people probably work four or five hours a day these days since it's all a lot remote and stuff. I don't know what people's normal work days are. Some of us don't take days off. Some of us work every day. We don't need that two days at the end of the week to lay around the house. Well, when you are your own brand like I am, you're on the clock 24-7, 365. There are no days off, no moments off. That's right. Some people do work very uh, hard jobs, though, so you probably need those two days rest. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would not want to talk on the radio Saturday and Sunday. No. No, it is pretty tiring, pretty, pretty hard. You have to be a borderline hero to do it. I mean, I don't know if you. I don't need to be lumped in with the heroes, but it's Just, yeah, a pretty tiring task. If you're going to call nurses heroes, I mean. We've at least saved one life out there. You think? Probably. Somebody that was in a How? dark place that was like, you know what, John and Cody are keeping me going. You think so? Somebody yeah. was that close to biting the big bazooka and Maybe. We, uh, we saved them? think so i bet i've saved a lot of lives uber driving that's true you are a hero too yeah you pick up drunk people all the time i feel like an uber driver is just as much of a hero as a nurse 
I won't say that. You have some beef of nurses. I don't get it. It depends on the kind of nurse. Yeah, the if tic- it's an emergency it, nurse, and I see you nurse. TikTok nurses you don't like. I mean, yeah, I think it's the TikTok nurses. They're the ones that did all the TikToks. The, they, they've turned uh, me away. I thought it was the ER nurses, the one that was doing all those. I don't know. I got pretty disgusted by the, oh, this guy's on a ventilator. And well, they were on a ventilator. Little dance, you know. Well, the dancing, yeah. That was, uh, I would imagine most nurses hate those TikTok nurses. Yeah. I make them all look bad. I'm just messing around with the nurses out there. I like nurses. I had some nurses take good care of me when I was in the hospital. Yeah. I'm dehydrated. I need to go to the hospital. I think I might die, John. I'm dehydrated. (laughs) I got to ask you. I don't drink enough water. That's not exactly what happened. It was mostly. Uh... I want to show you something and ask you, I have purposely not taken a drink out of my nitro cold brew today. Okay. This is how I received Don't it. Don't talk to me until I have my coffee. Do you find this acceptable? Because I thought it looked a little light. I mean, it, it, you can't go up to the lid or else the lid will come through the lid. I just, I feel like normally I get another centimeter or so. I thought this one looked a little, little bit light. Not you mean to be centimeter picky. with the foam or above the foam? With the foam, I feel like typically the foam reaches. It, it's normally the foam is protruding on the lid. Well, you've made it clear that you never tip in there, so I guess they're tired of helping you out. Well, they finally got that weirdo away from the drive-through window. I think they've relegated him to just working Sundays now. God, there was there was a guy working that was just. I don't mean to be, you know, rude or whatever, but just... But man, what a creature. Just too much. Just too much. He's one of these people that just... So how's your day going? And you're like, fine. It's the Chick-fil-A culture. It's... I mean, this guy, though, is excessive. I don't mind a little chit-chat. I understand it's part of the job. This guy was excessive. And I think he probably got a lot of complaints, and I think that's why they pulled him. And now we're back to who it should be. I doubt he actually got complaints. They probably had a secret shopper come in, like uh, somebody from corporate. That was like, this guy's annoying. Get him out of here. Like, get out. Yeah, enough. Yeah. I don't, when I'm waiting on my coffee, don't talk to me until I have my coffee. This I, guy wants to chat way too much, and I'm getting coffee, so I don't have my coffee yet. Please don't talk to me. And he used to do this thing where he would, like, dance. Like, he would give you the, the thing. It's like, it's going to ask you one question, and he would dance and do this little, I wish you could see this guy. I, I wish you could see him. I hope he's not a fan of the show. But uh, I, I really doubt he is just based on certain things. But I'm glad they got him away. And now my my uh, cash register person is who it should be, uh, a malnourished girl with a uh, nose piercing and a Subaru out back. And that's that's what I prefer in my baristas. That's the way it's supposed to be anyways. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, I don't know. I just thought they were a little light on my nitro brew today, but I'll get through it. How much is that nitro brew? It's more than you want to know. Six dollars? You're right at it. Five seventy four with tax. Oh my god. I know. It's stupid. And then when you get the other cold brew So you get two? Not always. I don't always get two, but I've noticed the last few shows I've only gotten one and I run out of about about one fifteen, one thirty. I don't have any coffee to drink, so. So you need coffee for three hours. Straight? I just like to sip on it throughout the show. Yeah, I mean, I could just sip water. I know. Why don't you just get a big jumbo coffee then? Like a 
What do you mean? I mean, I don't know. Don't they have big? Don't they have bigger sizes in like your cold coffee? Like a big jug? Well, do they not have the, the Starbucks bigger... has this stupid rule where they won't give you the nitro brew in anything bigger than a grande cup. I could theoretically. Well, that's bad for your heart, right? It's is that two, why they don't do it's it? It's 280 milligrams of caffeine. So they don't want to go large and get like to the 500 milligram. I mean, I guess. I feel like it's kind of silly, though. Like, it's your heart. You, you know the risk when you... And it's not even a risk anyway. Like, I have probably 800 milligrams of caffeine a day. I mean, it, now long term, I know it's not good for you, but... What happened to this whole change of my life thing? I've done some things better. I'm I'm reading. I'm what time eat, did you wake I'm up? I'm eating this right. This morning I woke up about nine twenty. Okay, not real early, but not terrible. Better than I used to be. Yeah, not terrible. Here's what I've discovered. Um, so the things I've broken down, I want to do right: body, mind, financials, and career. Your financials can't be going too good if you're. Spending ten dollars a morning on coffee. Eh, there. I mean, I'm getting by. Okay. But here's here's the thing. I want to eat right. And you've I want to walk every day. You feel you've been doing better with the eating. I I feel as good about the eating as I do anything. So does that mean you feel like you've been doing good with it? Yeah, for the most okay. part. I know I've had a couple of relapses. Sure, like every sure. now and no then I get perfect. I get a pizza every now. And no then. one's perfect. But I've been fairly disciplined. Still progress. Been, Your eighteen days of January have been better than any eighteen days of last year. Consecutive. Consecutive, probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, There's a little hes- hesitation there, but better than most 18-day stretches. Well, when you say stretches. consecutive, I sure. think. Sure. Yeah. Better than most 18-day stretches. Yeah, I think so. That's progress. Eating, we'll take that. I feel like I'm doing pretty – the best I'm doing is on the eating. I'm, I've got pretty good discipline there right now. Okay. And the reading, I'm doing pretty good. And I've done stand-up four times. So okay. The stand-up is impressive. I, I, I'm happy that you're – Back on the stage doing that. It's doing everything every day that it seems hard. Like, I almost feel like I don't have enough time to, like, because I want to throw in other things, like more journaling, more writing, more meditating, and, and Maybe then that's a and weekend. exercise. Maybe those are weekend activities. Well, the thir- you should be able to squeeze 30 minutes of walking. I've not gotten to the exercise because, like, i got to have time to go do Uber rides, too. Yeah. You know? So I, I find that I don't have a lot of time in the day. Now, I could squeeze some things in if I didn't have the excuse of having something to watch every night. Like last night is a basketball game. I'm like, I'm going to watch the basketball game. Sure, that's your job. You know, I, I mean, I and like Sunday night was that show, you know, The Last of Us. I mean, usually there's one thing that's I allow myself like a a window of like TV. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's that's okay. It's relaxation Two hours, three hours. Time. Yeah, it's where you get the Copenhagen. Maybe you got maybe you need to bust your walks out in the morning. Probably, the, yeah. That's exactly what I need to do actually. But it, it's the getting up that is yeah. the, the toughest for me. I hear you. It's waking up, but. What I want to start doing is putting full days together, like doing everything that I want to do to get better, but doing it all every day. Sure. Instead of just doing two or three things, you know. We're getting, I I can feel the progress. That's good. We're making progress. I don't mind full days, though, because I I want to make progress. I, I don't mind a long work day. Like, I can't just sit at home anyway. Some people can sit at home all day, every day. I'm a sit at home guy. I just I can't do it. I can easily do that. I got to get up and go. 
I got to go see the other people. I got to go observe. Not me. You think if you if you weren't doing this, you could just you could stay there all the time? I mean, I don't know about all the time, but like I can do a full day. Like on Sundays, I very rarely ever do anything. On Sundays, I kind of just lay on the couch the entire day. You can do a full day without leaving the house once, though. Oh, uh, once I'll say no. I'll run get some food or something. Yeah, but like just go pick it up and like bring it back. I don't. I don't usually get food ordered and delivered. The only time I ever do that's pizza, and I, sometimes I do that on Sundays. But usually I go and get a pup sub. That's usually kind of my Sunday routine is I go get me a nice barbecue chicken finger sub from Publix, eat half of it during the 1 o'clock games, and eat the other half around like 4 or 5 o'clock, and that's kind of my Sunday. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. a pretty good Sunday. Yeah, I watch a lot of NFL, take the dog out a couple of times, let him use the bathroom, and that's pretty much my, my Sunday. Yeah. As a single man, at least. I know a lot of people that are like that. My mom's like that. You know, she, she likes being at home. I just I got to get up and go. I, I get I don't know if I get restless or what. I just, You're a mover and a shaker. I like being out and about, watching <laughs> the others. We'll talk about Tennessee's basketball win last night. It was gritty, man. It was a gutsy win. We'll dive into it next. Let's talk sports on Fan Run Radio. Tennessee basketball down two and a half starters. Gutted out a pretty impressive win, I thought, at Mississippi State. Hope. Led by Zakai Ziegler. A great, great, great bounce back performance from him after struggling on Saturday. Struggled in the first half. And then he was the best player on the floor in the second half and got pretty comfortable in the offense. I liked the I liked the adjustment Rick Barnes made in the second half. We saw just a lot of Zakai Ziegler in the pick and roll. Mississippi State kept going under the pick. Zakai was bombing deep threes and led Tennessee to a victory, playing all 40 minutes, 24 points, four assists, grabbed six rebounds, and played really well as Tennessee wins 70 to 59. No Santiago Vescovi, no Tyreek Key. Uros goes down with a bum ankle with about 10 minutes left in the game, and Tennessee is able to still grind one out. You said you watched the game. What were your thoughts? It was a tale of two halves. I had a friend who texted and said, Ziegler already has five turnovers. I said, I think he might possibly just suck. Okay as a role player, but shouldn't be on the floor this much. Someone else said something that I will not say. Um... Everybody was not happy with him, basically. And uh, then it was 24 points now, LMAO. Zakai is going to get his jersey retired. <laughs> so it was a tale of two halves. Well, it's funny and, because I DVR'd the game. I, I went out at 6.30. It's Tuesday. I went to the movies. I was like, I'll DVR the game. I'll catch up on it, and I'll be finished when it gets live. When I got home... I had made the mistake, I guess, of leaving the TV on and leaving the channel on. So I got there with like the, at the 10-minute mark, and it was a tie game. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn it. No sense. And I guess going back and 
you know, watching the game now, I'll just hop in live and watch the finish because it'll be kind of dumb catching up on the first 30 minutes of action, knowing that eventually we're going to be here at the 10 minute mark tied. So I said, I'll just hop in and watch it. But I did have a lot of texts from friends talking about how poor the team played only 23 points in the first half and how bad, you know, Zaka was among others. It was a groggy first half and it was, it was actually, I think 21 to 13 at one point with, uh about three minutes to go in the first half. We had 13 points. Is that when the basket <clears throat> messed up? I'm not sure because I went into Kroger right about that time. I know there was a basket mishap that basically paused the game and kind of allowed us to go on a little run afterwards. I did see people talking about that. Yeah. Saying that we kind of got, I don't want to say lucky, but that it benefited us and we were I, able to kind of get it going afterwards. I went in the store not feeling good about the team and then thought, well, I'll get home and watch the second half and hopefully – will be better, and we were. We were a lot better. Now, 47 points in the second half is obviously really good. Yeah. And both teams were were stroking there for a little while. I mean, Mississippi State was keeping pace with us, but eventually we uh, prevailed. Our defense locked down, and then uh, they, you know, they couldn't score at the rate we did. No, our defense, yeah, I mean, gave up 36 points in the second half, but still, you know, for the game, 59 overall, it's a good defensive performance. You know, Mississippi State hit some threes. They kind of kept answering for a bit, and you're like, man, are we really not going to be able to pull away from this team? You know, but from the six- to four-minute mark, they just kind of kept answering Zakai's deep threes. But we just kept coming, kept coming. Olivier Comois kind of shut the door with a big block and then came down and hit a pretty nice step-back Carmelo Anthony type jab step three. LeBron type of jab step three where they don't really move or do anything. They just catch it, sort of kind of fake, face up and just drain one. That's what they did. And that was kind of the dagger. That puts you up nine. And at that point you knew, okay, we're in we're in good good spot here. Yeah, once it was like yeah, sixty four to fifty five. Right. Or, yeah. They um yeah, they they got a, a a gritty, tough road win. I mean, it's it's hard to go on the road in the uh, SEC and win. Obviously, that's a team that we beat by what forty at home, thirty thirty six, I think. At home. Yeah, that was a kind of a unique shooting night, though. Like you knew that they weren't that they weren't bad. that much better than Mississippi State. Now they have been kind of free fall. They they fought a one and five in conference, so I think they're you know really crashing back down to earth. You know, at this point, it seems. Obvious they're not going to make the tournament. Or it seems like they're obviously in trouble for the tournament. I don't think that's their their goal right now. Their goal is just to kind of right the ship and win a game or two. They're not thinking about March. They're thinking about surviving January. But, yeah, I mean, you're down a couple players, and you had some guys step up. We talked about Zakai Ziegler. 40 minutes. Josiah Jordan-James still kind of coming back off of a sort of kind of minutes restriction. He's able to give you 34 minutes, and he played well. He had a big shot. Uh, and Julian Phillips, I thought, was awesome. He kind of kept you afloat and, until Zakai got going. That's the Julian Phillips we need to see. 18 points, 11 rebounds, 2 of 4 from 3, got to the free throw line four times, and, you know, was a really good athletic hustle guy, put back dunks, flying around all over the place. Yeah, Zakai never really came out of the game. No, he didn't come out at all, I don't think. Yeah. No, I think he played the whole game. And yeah, yeah, Phillips. He was a nice, uh, nice surprise in the game. I mean, got, maybe not a surprise, but thought he played better than he has in most games this year. We yeah, got, that's or we the, got more out of him. That's the Phillips you need if you're going to win the national championship. If you're going to make the Final Four, you you need that Julian Phillips. 
So Santiago and Key, I guess, dealing with some kind of injuries. Yeah, Santiago is out with a, a shoulder issue. He uh, aggravated his shoulder in the Kentucky game, which makes sense when you see the way he ended the game going 0 for 4 from 3. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say maybe that hurt us against Kentucky the way that uh, maybe that's why they were sitting out this game to kind of heal up a little bit. Well, Tyreek Key was sick, so I I don't know if he was I don't think he was able to go. Vescovy, I mean, it's one of those things you don't want it to you know, to nag and continue to like be an issue down the road. You want to go ahead and try to get the rest and get that healthy because you know, Tennessee is a tournament team at this point, right? They are a sure team, so. right? But they're a team that you know has a chance to be a one seed still. Has a chance to be a two seed. Like you would think, three is kind of the floor unless they completely just fall through the floor. But you know they can tread water and still win without Santiago Vescovi in the SEC. You know, especially at Mississippi State and you know maybe even at LSU coming up. But you're not going to make a deep tournament run unless you have. That's going to be 100%. So, like, that's got to be kept in mind as well. I had a weird dream that we lose to Kentucky on Saturday. We already they, lost to Kentucky. Well, they beat us at home, uh-huh. and then we oh. we went on the road and beat Mississippi State, and we'll turn around Saturday and lose to Kentucky and Rupp, according to my dream. Okay. Good thing we don't play Kentucky and Rupp. Right. right. But it's soon. I don't know why that uh, why that dream happened. Yeah. Also, I've been watching some basketball, though, so I think i got basketball in my brain. Because I've uh, been watching Winning Time. I uh-huh. told you that. Um, I'm on the third episode. That's that's a hell of a good program. I'm surprised you haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's one of those that once Jerry West came out. was. I have a problem with like the sports things that aren't realistic. Like it's not true to history. Mm-hmm. So it kind of killed my interest in it a little bit. Well, what did Jerry West say? I mean, it says some of it's exaggerated. Yeah, like, well, Jerry West was mad that you know they make him look like such a jerk and like a he does get portrayed as like a and he was mad about that yeah and the people that were like around the lakers were mad about that too um and also like on throughout the series they like just change results of games and like things that happen like in the actual games and stuff so like that that kind of oh really slowed me down a little bit on it well as far as the cinematography and the and the acting and yeah everything about it being a show is great yeah no it's something that i'll eventually go watch yeah but I just, yeah, I, did, I haven't prioritized it by any means. Okay. It was winning time last night for the Vols, though, am I right? Yeah, it was. Do you think they return, I mean, I assume they return home before going to LSU? Yeah, yeah. They're not yeah. going to stay on I'd the I'd imagine road. they got back last night. Yeah. You don't go on the road. They and, probably flew to Starkville, right? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, probably. I assume they did. Yeah, it's a long drive. It's a pretty good haul down there. How much money the... Schools make surely they could fly these boys. Surely, sometimes they have to take the bus though, right on the shorter trips. Yeah, like to Athens, Georgia, they probably take a bus. Lexington, yeah, Nashville. I mm-hmm. mean, that makes sense. Yeah, Starkville. I'd imagine they they hopped on the on the jet. Hop on the jet. They should be able to fly everywhere. I think. I'd probably rather bus to Nashville than fly to Nashville, honestly. But if you're flying private, I mean, wouldn't it be quicker? To- no, yeah, it'd definitely be quicker. It's just. I don't know. You like that drive? I guess it would probably be easier to fly, but if 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 you're just taking a bus to the airport and stuff, I'm, I'm thinking about like having to go through and wait and do all the stuff. But if it's private, yeah, it's probably much much yeah. much better. 
Yeah, it would be much more complicated to fly commercial. Yeah. Really wouldn't be worth the effort. We'll continue talking about Tennessee basketball after the break. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Crack you open some White Claw Hard Seltzer for your happy hour. Let's get drunk responsibly. Made with their unique brew pure process to deliver you only the finest flavors. Support the people who support us. White Claw Hard Seltzer. So you're what? Tennessee gets to five and one in SEC play. Yeah, you probably wanted to be six and zero. Oh. You probably didn't want to lose to Kentucky at home, especially a Kentucky team that's not very good. That, quite frankly, looked like they were going to lose to Georgia for the first half. Georgia might be a little better this year. But Tennessee has played, uh, well, played a lot of basketball. But over the last 40 years, they've played, of course, 40 seasons. And this is only their sixth 5-1 and one or 6-0 and oh start in SEC play. This is the sixth 6-0 oh or 5-1 and one start? Yeah, it's the first time they've won at least five games. Okay. And their first six starts is their... Six times doing it in forty years, so this doesn't happen very often. No, that's a pretty good mark in the uh, in the conference. You certainly didn't start that well last year, and you ended up you didn't win the regular season, but you were right there. Yeah, you're right there, and you were tied for second. <clears throat> this time here. last year, I think you had three conference losses because you had lost at LSU, you had lost at Kentucky, and, and Alabama, and at Alabama. Yeah. yeah, so we're on pace. I mean, five and one ain't bad. 2018-19 is the last time you you did that. Before then, it was 07-08. That was the year you got to number one in the country. 05-06, Bruce Pearl's first year. 99-2000 and 81-82. Those are the other years. 99-2000, was that at least a tournament team? feel like it would have been say that again the 99 2000 i feel like that would have at least been a tournament team. yeah i want to say my, my basketball history of those eras isn't as great as football but i want to say 99 2000 was the year you lost to north carolina in the sweet 16 when you kind of blew a lead against them it was it was either that year or the or the next year i know it was right in there somewhere yeah i struggle to remember a lot about the pre-pearl eras but I remember some Buzz Peterson. I was a member of the Junior Vols Club. 99-2000 is the year you lost to North Carolina. Okay. You came so, in as a, uh, I guess, a six seed. No. It says four SC. I don't know what that means. You came in as a uh, four seed. You beat Louisiana Lafayette. Then you beat Connecticut. You blew them kind of out, both down in Birmingham. And then you played North Carolina and Austin, Texas, and lost that game. So that was a pretty decent team, to 74. too. Yeah, no, that was a good team. That was a, that was a fun team. That was a team that I want to say that team went 24-5 and five in the regular season, 12-4 and four in the SEC. It's a pretty good run. Yeah. Of course, got bounced in the uh, early, early on in the SEC tournament because we never do well there. But, uh, yeah. So all those teams – 
I assume the 81-82 team was good. All those teams were uh, pretty solid. <clears throat> Did some good things. Yeah. And we've got a leg up on some of our competition for sure. I mean, teams like LSU and Arkansas, they're both 1-4 and four, uh, in conference play. Auburn, though, is right there with us. They're keeping pace. They're 5-1 and one in the SEC, too. That SEC play. Or maybe just 4-1. and one. That SEC play and how you started, uh, those, that stat comes from my friend. Statsbywill.com. Subscribe to his Substack. Appreciate his help for uh, making us sound smarter. Yeah, right now, Alabama, you know, they continue to uh, lead the way. 6-0. and A&M 4-0. And then Tennessee's right there at 5-1. You talked about some of your ops. You can pretty much put to bed LSU and Arkansas, Mississippi State, when it comes to contending for the for the SEC. I, I don't think we expected much from LSU with them basically, you know, bringing in Murray State's team to to kind of uh, replace all their SEC players once they hired a new coach. But Arkansas, Arkansas is a little surprising down there at 1-4 as they continue to struggle. Yeah, the last couple seasons, this is what they've done. Not quite to this point, but they, the last two years, they've struggled early in conference play and then turned it on, you know, mid January to February, and and kind of gotten hotter in February and March. So yeah, then we'll end up in the elite eight. We'll see if they do that again this year, or if uh, or if it just ain't going to happen for them. Kind of a tricky game tonight at Missouri. Both teams kind of need a win here. Arkansas, yeah, Missouri needs to get back uh, on track. Missouri needs every win they could get as they continue to try to, you know, build a tournament resume. But uh, you know, a one and a half point spread right now, so that, that'll be a pretty good SEC game tonight, nine o'clock on the SEC Network. Yeah, that will be a good one tonight. And then also you got uh, Auburn going to LSU. So I don't view Auburn as the same threat to Tennessee. You know. I, I think to me it's a two-team race in the conference. It's Tennessee and Alabama. Yeah, but man. if Auburn keeps you know putting wins together, and you know if they win this one, they'll be five and one in in conference too, and it's at least some somebody you'll have to pay attention. They're to. They're in contention, yeah, yeah. And and if Missouri wins tonight against Arkansas, that's uh, I mean they're they're still possibly in contention too. So uh, Alabama, yeah, they beat Vanderbilt by twelve last night on the road. Yeah, it's continuing rolling. They're up to number three right now in the net ranking. Tennessee still holding on to the number two spot. So two of the top three teams in the country, SEC teams, Tennessee and Alabama. Houston, the other one. Mm-hmm. With which Purdue. Alabama beat. Yeah, with which Alabama beat. Purdue right behind them. UCLA and Kansas, four, five, and six. Kansas drops one last night, which, well, you know, I think if your if your goal is to get a one seed this season, I think that's a good result. You need Kansas to drop a couple. Were you did you see any of that Kansas State crowd? I was a, was a little jealous of how how rocking that place was. I thought it was really funny that I thought there should have been like a second put back on the clock, but the fans just rushed the court, so the refs were like, ah, whatever, game's over. And no review. Maybe should have been a second left. They're, they were going to win that game, but. The fans took it in their own hands. Like, no, nah, we're good. Rush to the court. Yeah, they uh, with the crowd that they had in there last night. I mean, they deserved that win. It was kind of cool to see those people get to uh, enjoy that. I mean, because got no beef with Kansas State. You know, they've always had a nah, an inferiority complex. I'm sure to Kansas in basketball. So yeah, I like Kansas State too, and I can't help but root for Keontae Johnson. You know, the player who. 
collapsed on the court at Florida, whose heart stopped. Oh, is that uh, he plays for them now? Yeah, he plays for Kansas State. He had the game winning alley oop last night, and oh, okay. I think twenty four points and maybe six rebounds. But he's he's a beast. They have some guy named Wilson who had uh, thirty eight points, or is that Kansas's? Kansas got a guy named Wilson. Yeah, he had thirty eight points. Now that was a fun game, and Kansas State looked like they were going to choke, and then they ended up winning. I thought they blew their chance at the end of uh, regulation when they missed a wide open three from the top of the key in a tie game. But, yeah, no, I can't help but root for Keontae Johnson. 24 points, eight rebounds last night. He was awesome. He had the game-winning alley-oop. And, again, he's, he's the guy from Florida who you know, had his heart stopping after the game they're asking about. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to waste a second chance on life. God brought me back. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess he did. <clears throat> I guess you would feel like that. You're here for a reason. So just go out there. Basketball is easy at that point. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Tennessee holds on to the number two spot in the Kempom rankings. UCLA three, Alabama four. So, like, Tennessee's still doing well in the metrics despite losing that Kentucky game. It's going to be one that hurts, though, down the stretch. But if you get them at Rupp, it'll be okay. If you get them at Rupp. What do you – what? If you get Kentucky at Rupp when you play them in February, that'll be okay. But that, that, that loss is going to – bother me for a while it might be the difference between a one and a two seed and you don't want to get swept by kentucky you definitely want to get swept by this kentucky team that is that is factually correct but you know i mean in a way kentucky probably kind of owed us one seeing as how we've dominated them in everything the last few years they did. Doesn't they, mean I mean they, it probably meant a lot to them. What well, doesn't mean that I'm happy giving it to no, them. No, I mean I'm not happy for them. That's not what I'm saying. I just if we drop one to them every now and then. I mean, I think it's safe to say our athletics program is far superior to them right now. And so, although they did beat us in that baseball series too, didn't they? Yeah, we beat them in the SEC tournament though. Yeah. But that was the one series we dropped. It was the one series we dropped. Hmm. We're everybody's Super Bowl, man. It's tough. It's tough when you got the number one athletic program in the country. At LSU on Saturday, Georgia next uh what are they, next Wednesday, I believe. You need to be seventeen and three going into a massive game against Texas. Chance for a big uh a, a chance for a big resume win against a team that I think is not as good as their rankings are going to show. So it's a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think they've really kind of slipped since, you know, Chris Beard's been gone. They've been dealing with that. Their defense is nowhere near as good, but they're still hanging on right now to 11th in the rankings, in the Kempom rankings, and the net rankings. I think they're 10 in Kempom and 11th in net rankings. So, like, that's a, that's a big feather in your cap if you can beat them. Sure. Despite that the, that team maybe not being near as good as as they once were. It's and you br- lost to them last year. So. And you lost to them last year. Revenge tour a little bit. Stick with us as Talk Sports on Fan Run Radio. I think he's Any other thoughts on Tennessee basketball? I'm just uh, excited to see where we go. Uh, you know, it uh, could be a special year. I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. 
Yeah, it was a big-time response. That would have been a bad stretch to drop back-to-back. People freak out about basketball, man. Going back yeah, and seeing some people's tweets from the first half, I mean, it's just... Cringe. Yeah, I mean, really, just cringe. 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 Ugh, I, I like... Yeah, I mean, you're like you're going to take some losses in basketball. People blow everything up. Like the People were saying Kentucky... I saw people saying this is the worst Rick Barnes loss... The worst loss in the Rick Barnes era in the regular season and things like that. And <clears throat> I mean, I can remember a lot worse losses. They're going to take some L's. Nobody thought we'd go 29-2. and two. We didn't even take an L last night, though. People were freaking out in the first half. It's a 40-minute game. Yeah. Well, you got to learn from things. Like, I, I'm fine with taking an L to Kentucky if we if it makes us better. Yeah, I mean? yeah. I mean, if you respond and it, it catapults you into something better, like you said, I'll take two more L's if it means that we're going to be ready and playing well at tournament time. Sure. I mean, sure. it's it's no big deal. Well, it became official and a national story yesterday as ESPN picked it up last night. But it is official. Jaden Rashada, five star quarterback has uh, basically told Florida, let me out of my national letter of intent. I want to. I want out. I don't want to come to Florida anymore. I'm not coming to Florida anymore. ESPN reporting that uh, it was a $13 million NIL deal and that it fell through. Wow. $13 million? Yeah, it's kind of surprising that ESPN put that number out there like, and, and didn't say report said. It was just kind of, uh, yeah. Well, multiple reports said thirteen million dollars. They ran with that number. Well, is that the biggest number we've heard? Yep. Because I was going to say when people said we're paying Nico eight million, everybody was like, "Wow, that's yep. big, big time." And no one even confirmed it was Nico. It's just everyone kind of connected dots that it was Nico. So we still don't yeah. know for sure, but it does probably appear to be. What if it wasn't? What if it was like one of those defensive linemen, and we're actually paying Nico twenty million? Well, that would be pretty funny. But they did specify there was a quarterback with the $8 million deal. Yeah. It seems kind of wild that any high school guy would be worth $13 million. It's crazy to think, yeah. I mean, but they can change your program. You're going to make a lot more money than that if you're good with those players. I don't know what this means for him. It's kind of late in the process. Does he have to sit out all of the year? Like, does it if he gets released from his national letter of intent, is he good to sign somewhere now? Like, how many places have a spot open for a quarterback? Now, granted, he's a highly ranked guy, but like all these big time programs probably already have their quarterback, right? And if they don't have their quarterback, I doubt very many of these programs have you know ten to thirteen million dollars laying around. Yeah, I was gonna say he's probably gonna lose a little bit of money too if he's not. I mean, because no nobody's gonna give him thirteen million dollars. You wouldn't think they? so. Especially this late in the game, unless he just unless this is now setting the market price, and anyone who wants him knows that, like, hey, we got to come to the we got to come to the table with a whole bunch of money. Well, it's a bad look for Florida because I, mean, I I guess if he could go somewhere and get eight million, that's more than what he expected Florida to actually pay him. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, so, so why do we know why they didn't pay or why they weren't gonna they just weren't gonna be able to or what? The Gator Collective is their fundraising arm. ESPN writes, the financial backing fell through. The Gator Collective terminated the binding agreement and left Florida coach Billy Napier to scramble to try to get Rashada on campus. So it's not Sunbelt Billy's fault, necessarily? Yeah, it doesn't appear so. The situation, this is ESPN writing, 
The situation could have long-term ramifications for Napier and the Gators, as Rashada's representatives could file a lawsuit against the Gator Collective and maybe the athletic department. So now they're saying maybe they could sue for breach of contract. Mm -hmm. so Florida's quarterback ugly. situation is uh, not good. They are in the mud. Of course, Anthony Richardson headed to the NFL draft. Yeah. Emory Jones transferred. Their other quarterback, Kitna, facing child pornography. Yep. They really wanted this Walker Howard guy that transferred from LSU. He was at one point a five-star prospect. He chose to go to Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, despite Jackson Dart kind of still being there. So maybe he's fine with just sitting at, a, at, at, at Ole Miss, whereas yeah. he maybe could have started for Florida, seeing how the only quarterback they have now is Graham Mertz, who stinks. Yeah, so, so who is he? I mean, is that all they've got? Who is Gra who? Graham, Graham Mertz? Yeah, he's the Wisconsin transfer. So he's is not he good. the Florida quarterback now? Yeah, he's not so good So what either. happened to their second – who was their second team guy? Not Richardson or Kitna, but – It the, was – well, I guess they have um, – is it Miller? Jack Miller, maybe? I guess it might be his name. He's I don't the know who that is. He was an Ohio State transfer. I want to say that's their quarterback. So they they were pretty. He played in the ball game and he scored. You know, well, I think he might he might not even play in the ball game. I don't actually. Um, he's not very good. Seems like they were really relying on this new guy coming in, this Rashada. Jack Miller was a four star quarterback, ranked at number three hundred thirty fourth. I want to say he did start the Las Vegas Bowl for them. And didn't you know? Obviously, they did. They, they had to kick a last-second field goal to get on the board, so it wasn't like he played well. Um, I don't know if they think. Uh, I wouldn't imagine that he is going to be the quarterback next year. They they took Grab Mertz for a reason. He was thirteen of twenty-two for one hundred and eighty yards in the bowl game. Yeah, uh, this is. I mean, it sounds more and more like it uh, will be impossible for me to accept a loss to this team. Uh, even with it being in Gainesville, <laughs> I just I think we're past them. I mean, I don't think that roster's any good, and I, I think we're a far better program right now. So, if you do go nine and three, I'm hoping that third drop is somewhere else. I mean, I think everyone's going to agree with that. Darval writes in, we need to bury Florida in the swamp this year. I yeah. expect a W. I mean that hammer their ass. I feel like that's going to be the expectation. If you don't go in there and win, then it would be an ugly sight well, next week after to come back and play Texas San Antonio. We're done. Of that loss. I think we're done with the mental thing. We're done with the mental block. We 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 beat them last year. We got it over with. The players don't care anything about what happened before that. I mean, they at this point, you Florida's just, players should have more of a mental block than we do. Yeah, at this point, you're just they better. Stink. You're just better, and that's a game you you got to win. Every player at Florida pretty much should be embarrassed that they're wearing the F. Like, they are letting everyone down that came before them because they're a bad team and they're a bad program right now, and Florida should be better. Well, of course. So they should be embarrassed. Like, they, they shouldn't have any type of mental edge over anybody. They lost to Tennessee. Did they lose to Kentucky as well last year? They lost to Tennessee yes. and Kentucky. For the first time in the same season since, like, yeah, the beginning of time. Right. Yeah. Those players should be embarrassed. They also got their ass whipped by Florida State to end the season they're, and Oregon they're State. They're a big so rival, like, yeah. Georgia yeah. hammered them. I mean, they, they got nothing to hang their hat on. No, literally nothing. They, should, be, they did beat uh, South Carolina down, but uh, which is still a bit of a head-scratcher. They should be embarrassed as a program. Cause really, there's no excuse for Florida being that bad. With all that talent... 
Well, I don't know how much talent they still actually have. I mean, that, I mean in the state. Yeah, yeah. Deb Mullen got fired for not getting enough of that talent, so maybe they're just not a very good team on paper either. So, like, uh, I don't. I just mean the players that are in that state, like coming out of high school, you should always be pretty good. You should always have a pretty talented roster. And they don't. Which is fine with me. I'm happy with taking over the uh, second chair in the SEC East and solidifying our spot in that until we can contend for the, the top spot. Nothing wrong with silver, you know? I mean, yeah. I'd rather be gold, but silver's good. Yeah, I mean, we, we know how good George is. I do feel like we can get to the point where we expect to play with them. Mm-hmm. Just not there yet. And, like, beating them, you know, year in, year out, that's going to be tough. But getting there where you expect to at least have a chance, especially inside Knoxville. Like, Tennessee fans could have that game – be for the East next year inside inside Neyland Stadium. That, that's still on the table. I imagine it should be. I mean, Tennessee the, should have one loss in the SEC going into that game. That's how you make it for the East. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. lose. If, you know, I'm I, I'm not riding off the Alabama game anymore, especially you know with them losing Bryce Young and Will Anderson and not having the best coaches anymore. It feels like that game is winnable. But I'm not writing it off. I'm just saying if you do lose to Alabama, you still have a chance to play Georgia for the entire Eastern Division. You Everything is still on the table if you lose to Alabama. Correct. So really, you're better than every other team on your schedule before that Georgia game. I mean, A&M is coming in, but you get them at home, and I, I don't think that deal is working. I guess they've got talent there, but. That's a game you still should win, too. I think Tennessee, so, too. Tennessee has a chance to go undefeated inside Neyland Stadium again. Not Beating Georgia is going to be a tall task. Don't get me wrong, but you should be, win every other game. The Fan Run live stream is brought to you by Linderman Sports Medicine. If you're not active right now because of any discomfort or pain that is keeping you from any activities, check out the amazing work being done by Dr. Laura Linderman at Linderman Sports Medicine, located in Memphis, Tennessee, but people come from all over to get back in the game of life without surgery. Visit LindermanSportsMedicine.com to learn more. LindermanSportsMedicine.com. Hour one of the books. We'll kick off hour two of headlines.